This is DWZ Podcast here, Deleted WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here. So, let's begin more with this, listeners. So, welcome back. We got three content here that we want to talk about. The first one. As you know, last week we have three members of the Stardom roster that made their way to New York City for New Japan Pro Wrestling Rumble at 44th Street. Now, the kickoff match was, in fact, Cosmic Angels, Mina Shirakawa, and Waka Tsukiyama taking on Kylie Ray uh, and, of course, uh, Tiara James. Now, this was a very unique match in my perspective. Now, not because they're the Cosmic Angels. Because this New York City is the home of Waka Tsukiyama. Those who don't know, Waka was was born in New York. In New York, originally born there, but she is Japanese. Now, not much about her personal life is foretold, but only that's only we know. But it's great that she gets the standing ovation by every New Yorker who were there. But you know what's strange? It started out with half and half people supporting Waka, the other with Kari. But at some point. The shift changed to Waka, you know? I thought it was in, uh, amazing. But I think Mina also played a pretty good well in this per- performance, you know, due to the fact that she, uh, as you know, she's building up momentum because today is, um, how do I say, uh, November 2nd, and right now in Japan is already November 3rd. Uh, she's going to be in for the biggest match of her ma- of her life, which is, of course, uh, for the white belt, and I'm going to presume that this match will probably be second to last, the semifinal, the the semi-main event, and I think that's going to be great for her on her part to do. So I was pretty impressed by this match that they had here with this tag match, and of course, like I said, Waka was the one who was being um, the more there, and not to mention, uh, Waka had a brand new gear, and I was surprised to see that, and it was great, and of course, the strange thing is during during the entire time Kylie was smiling, like she acted like she had the win because it was, but it was Kylie who picked up the win, and of course people booed at her. I'm like, oh my god, I did not expect it that they're gonna boo at her. But I mean, look, it's Waka's home; she has a home field advantage. That's how it is. It works. Now you may ask yourself in this question at the moment about of course um why did Mina and, and Waka went to this now they both qualified for two for a specific reason these girls actually can speak English now Waka has a much better fluent accent than Mina now like I said before Waka in fact was born in New York it would make sense I wouldn't be uh, surprised that she might have went to school in um in the U.S. in her early years, if if anything about her personal life has come about. Now, keep in mind, a lot of personal lives with these Yoshi wrestlers, they never actually explain it too much. Hopefully, one day we will know. As for Mina, I uh, remember, what was it, last year when she was talking in English, she said that she, speak, she, was, she learned how to speak English. She's been speaking English for 16 years, so right now it should be 17 years now at the moment. So I'm like very excited for that. It would make sense. Now, the other person that also went was Mayu Iwatani, who was recognized throughout the world as, you know, the icon, the ace of stardom. 
it would make sense. But this is her second title defense for the CWA title. Now, keep in mind, this title hasn't been defended a whole lot because there's not a lot of foreign wrestlers that are currently coming to to stardom. I mean, I don't know when that door will be open. I know that um, certain wrestlers have made their way. Uh, recently, Tokyo Yoshi Pro had some foreign wrestlers like um, Max the Impaler, uh, Yuka, uh, what's her name? Oh yeah, Willow Nightingale, and recently, oh yeah, Thunder Rosa, and of course we have Billy Starks coming in. And I, I don't know why Stardom doesn't have any foreign wrestlers coming in. I would love to see that. There is one I hope that she does make her way back just to say hi, and that is of course the current AEW Interim Women Champion, Tony Storm. So that is something I definitely am looking forward to it. Now, the match itself with with uh, Mayu against Kylie. King, I'm like, oh, fudge. What a great match. I love it. I have to say, this is more of like, okay, she is in fact giving all she got because she knows that real soon she will be etching her name into history, uh, possibly as the first ever IWGP Women's Champion. Now, I'm currently biased who's going to win it because we know the opponents. The last episode I posted last week was announced Kyrie uh Kyrie will be facing her and I'm like but yeah but the match was great I'm not gonna lie but it ended with the moonsault by um what's her name by Mayu to give up uh, the win the match and retain the CWA title so uh can't wait to see what's gonna happen now our next content here this one was the much surprising one over the weekend <sighs> It was announced by Pro Wrestling Noah that the Great Muda on New Year's Day will have another match against current WWE superstar Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, for all you WWE loyalists, do not get it twisted. No. Noah is not in a working relationship with WWE. Keep that in mind. I know how much you guys want that. I get it. And I'm sure people are talking about it. But keep in mind, Noah are also doing a working relationship with AEW. Now you're probably saying, what the fuck? Why is Noah doing this with AEW? Don't they have a working... They are. Here's the thing. AEW are willing to work with any promotion in the in any promotion in the world it doesn't matter if there's 20 promotions in spain or 20 promotions in japan it doesn't matter they are willing to open the door for anybody that's how it works wwe well they just want to work with one person so that way they can do whatever they want but that's how it is now some of you question has shinsuke nakamura ever been to pro wrestling uh no much of his career in japan has always been uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. But he does know Great Muto, or should I say his human ego, known as KG Muto. Now, keep in mind, Muto will be retiring soon, and that sets the tone. Now, how did this match come about? It turns out that Noah contacted WWE, asking permission for this match to happen. Now, there was a report saying that WWE, that they, Noah, during the time in Vince regime, Deny the request for Shinsuke to come to Japan. And I'm like, wow, what a weasel. I don't know if this took place when Noah decided not to work, uh, be, uh, 
selling their their promotion to WWE because I know they tried to buy them, but it didn't work out. But that's that's how it is. So that's pretty much what's been going on. I can't wait to see this match. It will take place in uh, on January first of twenty twenty three. So keep in mind. Now, you guys may have heard of this new app that came out. It's called Pro Wrestling TV. This is where you can see several wrestling promotions you like. Now, I came across this thing when uh, Major League Wrestling, or known as MLW, decided to say they're going to put their content starting tomorrow, which is the 3rd of November. Uh, they will have some content being posted, and it's free. All you got to do is set up your username, your email, password, all of that. It's free. You can see promotions like MLW, uh, Triple A, British promotion known as TNT Extreme Wrestling, uh, Women's Wrestling Army, and Wrestling Warrior Wrestling, and a few other podcast stuff that they've posted. But it's good. It's free. Uh, you also can download the app. But if, if you're going to register, do it online first and then get the app. That's what I suggest. Right now, I'm so excited to see this one, the MLW, come back because it's been a while. I don't know. How far are they going to take this? As you know, there's been some changes with the with the promotion, knowing that we have a uh, a brand new MLW National Openweight Champion, and that is Davey Richards. Now, our next topic. This one was a very interesting one that took place recently today in Japan, which is, of course, today is November third. I mean, November second. As you know, I talk about Unagi Sayaka, so more developments have been developed. Unagi Sayaka decided to pay a little visit to Yoshi Promotion Sendai Girls. Now, this is from what I'm getting. Now, just keep in mind, I didn't get this information in the dirt sheets. It was all over Twitter. I'm not joking. I don't joke around. So this is what happened. As you know, Unagi has stepped in as the world of freelancer. She called out uh, Sendai Girls' top champion, uh, Chihiro, uh, Chihiro Hashimoto and Hashimoto ignored her. That makes you go, what? So, Unagi wearing her Gucci backpack decided to take a little beeline trip on a bullet train to Sendai. And she made a, an appearance on Sendai Girls Dojo. Not an event like last time we saw in Marvelous, but this time it's more like that. So she was kind of disrupting the training process. Now, she wanted to go talk to um, Chihiro Hashimoto about a possible match. Now, the other girls were trying to forbade her from entering, but, of course, she just said she wanted to talk to her. While she was training, Hashimoto did notice her. They talked. Now, I don't know what the fuck they said in Japanese, but it doesn't take a true genius that it was about a match. Now, this was this match is not a regular match. This is a tag team match. Now, here's where it gets interesting. The type of match tag team this is, if you guys know this or not, Hashimoto has a tag team partner, a big girl you guys know as you. Y-U-U. That's right. You, known as Team 200 Kilogram, they are a powerful tag team. They've been tag team before. However... Me Unagi has a partner. Uh, has to find a partner. Now I don't know who could that be. 
Now, this is where another thing comes to play. Now, there's this guy named Dana on Twitter who I follow and I follow his blog because he posts on his blogs the translation of the post-match comments of stardom. doesn't matter which show is either the one from New Blood, uh, the Five Star Grand Prix, all of it. Anyway, so what happened is Dana meant, uh, put out saying there's some interesting points. This match will take place on November 20th, ironically, which is the same day where we're going to have the historic crossover between both New Japan Pro Wrestling and New Japan. This is the day where Tam Nakano and Natsupoi will be teaming up with members of Suzuki Goon, Taichi, and Kanemaru taking on Oda Tai's uh, Momo Wananabe and Starlight Kid, and of course the other members of Suzuki Goon, um, Desperado and Doiki. Now, I want to be fair on this one. I have that distinct feeling that there's going to be some problems between Doiki and Desperado because. Desperado called him a little bitch not too long ago. So we'll see how that goes. But anyway, so that match is going to take place. This guy, Dana, didn't mention a good, valid point. Mina Shirakawa is not booked on the 20th. Now, I wonder why is that. But I wouldn't count if, if, if 100% if Mina would be her partner. For two reasons, since today is November 2nd and over there in Japan is November 3rd. What if Mina really does become the uh, the white belt champion and she has to do a lot of shit? We don't know that. But the thing is, I don't know if Stardom will be allowed to let her go to this match. Now, it would be cool for her to team up with Mina once again. But... Who would I think would be a perfect suitable partner for her in Sendai Girls? Well, uh, there's only one person I can think of right now because this match will take place in Cork and Hall, from what I can tell. Uh, the one person I would think at the moment that would be her tag team partner will be none other than um, Yuna Manase, who's also a freelancer and her mentor. Keep in mind, they did have their match last July. On the 10th in the singles match. And I thought it was interesting. But Yuna Manaze did mention. That she would like to. Um, you know team up with her. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised. If Unagi shows up in. Of course. In Gambari Pro either. But we'll see. But I hopefully we'll find out soon enough. Who will be her partner. But the interesting part of Unagi. Recently. Um, she did send out an apology a tweet. To Mina recently since uh, if you guys know this uh, Mina and Unagi were really close they they knew each other from Tokyo Shi Pro I think Unagi felt guilty that she felt that she disappeared out of her life she's always been by her side all the time and Mina said that she didn't need to apologize all she needs is her support knowing that she's in for a fight of her life and you know that is very nice of her she really needs her to support, despite the fact that she is now a freelancer. And there's no doubt in my mind that we will see Unagi re make her return to stardom. And that is something I'm looking forward to it. So I think that's pretty much it with that. So let's move on to our last thing. I don't know how you guys feel about what's going on in Saudi Arabia. As you know, WWE were making their way to Saudi Arabia for Crown Jewel. Apparently, there's a situation taking place. There's been reports about 
saying there's going to be an imminent threat in Saudi Arabia and U.S. relations. The threat is coming from Iran. Now, there's been talks with WWE. Now, this is almost a similar, uh, not a similar situation, but more of a different scenario that took place. If you guys remember the last time they went to Saudi Arabia, this was in relations to what happened to a Saudi national who, a uh, journalist who was found dead who went to an embassy, a Saudi Arabia consul consulate in Turkey, and he never came back, and he was found dead. So they tried to stop them from going because they don't know, but of course they owe mo they were going to do this because they need the money at the moment. But, however, this is a different much scenario. Keep in mind, Iranians don't even like us. Uh, Iranian government don't even like us, so that kind of sets in the toll. But it was crazy how things have gone on over there. But I don't know how this scenario will play out, you know what I mean, with this. Now, according to what reports are saying, WWE has already come up with an exit strategy to, how do I say, if things go totally, uh, pardon my language, fucked down there, they have found a constituency how to make an, an emergency evac out of Saudi Arabia. And hopefully that will play out pretty well. But let's just pray things don't go bad down there. That's the last thing we need to hear going on over there. I know the Middle East, some people say a lot of shit goes on in there due to some terrorists, all this stuff. But I understand that. But let's just hope nothing goes wrong and pray for the best at the moment. Okay, uh... I think that's pretty much it, what I got for all of you. So uh, I'll see you guys on the next episode, hopefully next week. But right now, I'll bid all of you guys adieu. So goodbye. Mwah. And have a nice day. Bang.